Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday, December the 14th. We are just a few days away from Christmas and actually just a few weeks away from 2015. It's um, been a great year. Looking forward to some great things in 2015. And Kim, our co-host, she is not going to be here tonight, so I'm going to hold it down for the both of us. And we have a very interesting show um, I know that I announced last week that the show was going to be about conversations, but um, we're going to have to push that back a little bit. Um, again, with the our guest wasn't available for tonight, but we do have an awesome show planned for tonight. Um, the holiday times often for, for many people is a time where you know they are alone. Some people are alone, and our guest tonight he's going to share information on how you do not have to be alone during this holiday season. So I hope everybody had a very good week. Um, I had a wonderful week. Last week was a struggle, but this week that just passed, it was really good. Um, today we actually started my freelance training class. Every year I do a freelance makeup artist training class, and um, it was wonderful. We had four people, and they're going to really – today was just the orientation, but they're going to start full-fledged on January the 11th, I believe, so – um, or more great makeup artists coming out into the industry, and I'm excited about that. Um, I do want to also announce that um, for that class, we had one of the people who were originally scheduled. She gave birth to twins um, this past Tuesday, so of course she's not going to be able to take the class. So there is one more availability in that um, class. If you want to find out about it, details about it, you can email me at um, info at let'sfaceitradio.com info at letsfaceitradio.com. Also, coming up in 2015, I keep telling you that the format and everything is changing. Um, my publicist, Nikki Curry, she's working behind the scenes. Uh, my vision for the show, you know the show is named Will Strayhorn and Friends. And throughout this first season, um, I did have an opportunity to have um, some phenomenal co-hosts come on. Um, but they were b basically just guest co-hosts. Um, what we're building for 2015 is we want a regular cast, similar to how Tom Joyner and how Steve Harvey do their morning shows. So we do have um, openings for, I'm trying to fill four seats. Um, I'm looking for a upbeat, outspoken, opinionated, humorous people to join the team. Um, no experience ne necessary. We are looking for people from all walks of life. No degree or anything is required. Just have a message that you want to share and a passion for something that you, you really feel strong, strongly about. Um, just email me at info at letsfaceitradio.com, or you can email my publicist, Nikki Curry, at Nikki, and that's N-I-K-K-I, at NikkiCurry.com, C-U-R-R-Y.com. Or you can also go on the website, letsfaceitradio.com, and there's actually a page with the form that you can click on. I think the page is um, how to be a co-host, pretty much. So you can just go on that page and click that form, fill that out. Um, I think she's extending the applications through this coming up week. And then starting January with that second show, we're going to invite people on and we're going to do co-hosts, um, guest co-host slots, just basically where people can see how it feels to do it, if there's something that they want to be doing. Um, and then in, I believe, in the middle of February, we're going to announce the team, the final people. So um, great, exciting, big things coming on. Um, my guest tonight, you know, nobody really likes to be alone for the holidays. So my guest tonight, like I said, he's going to share a lot of valuable information. His name is Leonardo Bustos. He's a dating expert. 
um, from California. He's known as the Companionator. And after this break, he's going to come back and he's going to share with us um, some tips on how not to be alone for the holidays. So if you listen to Let's Face It on the Survivor Radio Network, I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back. want to take your business to the next level ultimate business solutions provides the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online specializing in graphic arts web development and internet marketing ultimate business solutions creates the face of your business if you're looking for a custom logo dynamic website or popping marketing material call ultimate business solutions today at 404-704-2197 or visit www.ultimatebiz.com solutions.com ultimate business solutions let us create your future cake cafe atlanta where desserts are created and you taste love looking to fill your sweet tooth do you have a special event or occasion you're planning give cake cafe atlanta a call located at 368 candler road atlanta georgia 30317 Open Monday to Saturday, 10 to 7 p.m. You can get the best in pies, cakes, cobblers, coffee, brownies, specialty popcorn, and more. Visit their website at www.cakecafeatlanta.com or give them a call at 404-284-0106. That's 404-284-0106. Call Cake Cafe Atlanta today. Planning for the ultimate vacation? Do you want the perfect wedding and honeymoon packages? How about a relaxing cruise or group travel destination? You need Phoenix One Travel. Phoenix One Travel is one of the leading providers of travel services and travel education in the world. Give us a call at 678-358-8588 or visit our website at www.com phoenixonetravel.paycation.com. Let's plan your dream getaway today. Welcome back to the show. My first guest... Well, my only guest for the day is Leonardo Bustos. Leonardo Bustos, he is a dating expert, also known as the Companionator. He's out of um, Palm Desert, California, and he's an expert on baby boomer dating and relationships. He's the author of four books that we're going to talk about, producer of dozens of videos on love and attraction. Um, Welcome to the show, Leonardo. How are you? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Will. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem at all. Uh, so you're a dating expert. What what actually got you started? What, what got you interested in this profession? Well, I think as most males can relate to, um, when I, when I went to college in the in the uh, '70s at San Diego State University, and uh, if you know beach communities, all the women wear hardly anything. You know, they would. And these nice tan bodies that would parade around campus with their apricot butts and their 
breast <laughs> just begging to be caressed, and and you would try to concentrate, and you your mind would just turn to mush. You know, no matter you, right. you're trying to study, and you see a beautiful woman walk by, and all of a sudden your whole brain just turns to jello. And so anyway, uh, it's like most males, you you want to try to. Uh, get to know them as quickly and as possible and I had no game at all so I um, so, so I asked my professor at the time I was going for my master's degree I asked him if I could do research on love and attraction and try to figure out um, how to master that and at the time there wasn't any there's there was no information that we don't have the internet like we do now so I studied everything that I could on it and I found a lot of my best information, um, which came out a little bit later. It's in evolutionary psychology, right, and right. Uh, and and every every single dating interaction that we use now or that that exists is because of our ancestors and the way that they, you know, uh, <laughs> they hooked up. So um, that's kind of the short version of it. And, and I eventually did become very successful at it which got me into a lot of trouble and <laughs> i can share those stories <laughs> if you'd like to but um it's been quite an adventure i have to say i can imagine i can imagine so you, you did say that, that all of your advice and your work is scientific in nature so how is the scientific thing? uh well like i mentioned it, it, it's evolutionary psychology human beings there's two major there's two major drives that we have in all human beings. It's to survive and reproduce or replicate. And so everything that we do is, is for survival purposes and we're programmed. It's in our DNA to, uh, to re reproduce. And that's why we have this, you know, this biological urge to merge. And so throughout history, um, it was usually the biggest, baddest dude that had the most beautiful women and, uh, you know, the women, in order to survive, they would gravitate towards, obviously, the alpha male or the one that would provide them with, uh, with the optimal offspring and also provide them with protection. And, uh, and, and, and it, you know, as you well know, it's, it becomes a symbiotic relationship because, you know, in order for the man to... Uh, you know, the man would do all the hunting and, and gathering, hunting, and the woman would, you know, take care of the children. And so um, in tribes, it's just a, a matter of evolution and how we learn to communicate in order to get what we want. You know, it, dogs, they would just, uh, you know, look at one and sniff her a couple of sniffs and, hey, she's for me. You know, there's not, not a lot of foreplay before he mounts her and, you know. Right chimpanzees would probably, you know, <laughs> jump up and down and point to their genitals and the female would might, you know, go bend over somewhere and, you know, it's a little more sophistication, but as males have evolved, you know, we have to become a little more um <laughs> a little more sophisticated in our methods right. of of uh, meeting and interacting. And right. and there's 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 actual skills that can be learned and body language that has evolved over the years that we can master and learn to become more attractive and and, and uh, be able to attract an attractive mate. Because when you think about it, unless we learn these things, we are if our our DNA, our 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 ancestry is has been eliminated from the gene pool. Unless you can find 
a suitable mate to reproduce your offspring. So it, this is important stuff that we're talking about, learning right. how to select and connect with your best partner, most best partner possible, and that's what I do. So and so you're known as the companionator. What there in California, who is your typical your typical client? Who do you normally see? What type of person normally comes to you for their for your assistance? I wrote my first book in nineteen eighty one and actually if you, if you look on the internet you can I was ahead of the curve um I'm the the, the, the what do they call it the the O G, the original game game player. I was right. doing this in the early 80s before, in 1990, it became really popular. I don't know if you've heard of the pickup artist uh, groups of people, but um, in the early 90s, there was a group of uh, guy, young guys who got together and started learning how to master it. And, of course, their techniques and their styles are so much more advanced than mine was in the 80s. But there are some very scientific and psychological ways, things that you can do to become more attractive in the uh, in the marketplace, but um, uh, what was your question again? I'm sorry, I got off track. No, just trying to figure out figure out who your typical who who normally comes to see you because I know that you specialize in baby boomers. So I'm just trying to figure out who's your with your practice there in California. Who's your general client? Who do you normally see? And where where are they coming to you for? Well, when, like I, when, I, when I when I was younger, my clients were my age. I taught a course at junior college, and um, but as I've aged, uh, as I become a baby boomer, um, I've I've learned to uh, have my clients more selectively as baby boomers because when you get older, the challenge to find a a suitable companion becomes much more difficult. Because you know, we're, number one, we're not as cute and adorable and sexy as we were when we we're younger. But you know, as you get older, you know too much shit. Yeah, you know stuff. You've got too many, too many experiences, and so you're on to a lot of the games and that people you know normally play to uh, to uh, to get into relationships, and you become a little more right. cynical. And the third, the third most important thing is that that biological urge to merge and reproduce diminishes Passing. as you get older. Yeah. And that's a huge factor in having that spark of attraction that usually uh, cements relationships because it's, you know, it's a lot of it is very sexual in nature. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, this, you're talking about, um, tens of thousands of years of, uh, of evolution and what's amazing, Will, is that when, if you were to put the evolution of mankind on a football field, on a 100-yard football field, the last 100 years that, we've, that you know, women's rights have drastically changed the, the way that uh, men and women relate to each other, you know, a lot of men have become very... Um, or very feminine in nature, less aggressive. And you can even see it in all the media. Uh, if you remember in the 90s, you saw, uh, let's see, Everybody Loves Raymond, the King of Queens. Yeah, right. You can see all of the, all of the characters have been uh, become less aggressive and, and, and dominated by the wife. So it, it's part of our culture. But if you look at the history of mankind on a football field, 
it's only the last hundred years is only on the five inch yard line. So you're talking about you know ninety nine and a half yards of evolution that preceded us that created these trends and these ways that we interact with each other compared to the last one hundred years. So you're you're just talking about a fraction of our existence on Earth that uh, that, that has caused um, these drastic changes in how we men and women relate to each other. So right. it's pretty fascinating stuff, I think. It, it sounds fascinating. So you also say that you help singles find the best love match available, but you you can do it in the shortest time possible. How can you do that? This is this is what I've I've come to the conclusion of. I used to when I uh, when I was uh, when I was becoming fairly successful in the early '80s, I was on radio and TV. I was on Playboy and the Playboy magazine, and and I had a nationally syndicated program, um, and I was becoming pretty popular. And I was at that time I was going to start creating um, VHS tapes and cassette tapes of my programs. And I'm kind of dating myself when I talk about that kind of uh, technology, but. Um, at that time, one of my students read one of my books, How to Attract Men and Keep Them Interested. And the next thing I knew, I was getting married. And uh, to me, that's all a blur. I don't even remember that happening. I tell the story about the time when the, um, when the minister came and, you know, when you're about ready to get married, they ask you to fill out all this information. And she asked me my name, and I honestly couldn't even <laughs> say my name. I was... <laughs> I forgot my name. And so anyway, I ended up getting married, and after women would call me late at night wanting, you know, private lessons and that kind of thing, I got that uh, uh, four-letter words that all men love to hear, we need to talk. And so so I had to choose between my marriage and my career. So at that time, I... um, uh, I had a kid and everything, so I decided to stick with the marriage, and I got involved in real estate. For the next 30 years, I sold uh, commercial real estate properties, million-dollar properties on the Internet. Now, this is, what's a, this is what's interesting is that in order to find the best buyer possible, I had to prepare that property, package it, and present it to the most targeted audience in the best way I could, so I could find the best buyer on the in the in the country. Now, when you're talking about find looking for your best partner, you have to go out there and you have to be proactive. You have to market yourself like you would a million dollar property, and market it and package it and prepare it. So, because in 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 relationships, when people are dating, there's what's called the um, interpersonal marketplace. And in you, it's no secret that we tend to match up with others of equal or greater value of, of, of assets that you bring to the table. There's the exchange theory where typically women bring beauty and sexual attraction to the table. Men bring money and power and influence. And usually mm-hmm. it's a combination of those two factors. And, and everybody's value is very subjective. So what you may find attractive in a woman may not be what I find attractive. And the same thing with women. Uh, you know, women might be more. Uh, but women are generally motivated by money and power. And men are generally motivated by by beauty and uh, and and. Uh, the, 
the the sexual the the, uh, the tools that a woman brings to her, you know, like large breasts typically means she would right. bring large breasts and wide hips and means she would be a very great uh, creative great offspring. Um, and with with men, uh, you know, it's usually men have what they call um, fitness characters. And the more that men are able to adapt to to what's going on and 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 uh, be powerful and and uh, that is very attractive to women. So what we look, we're kind of looking at two different things there. And you know, men look for generally beauty and and attraction, and and uh, women look for. But it all goes back to our uh, evolutionary psychology. You know, what what was uh, important back in the day and and. It still exists to this day. This is this is a real fascinating thing that I've discovered too, and it's you know been documented by social psychologists. Uh, is that the reason that men have? It's so difficult for men. I'm, I'm sure you probably experience it when you see a beautiful woman. You want to go approach her, but you have this fear factor, and exactly. and. Uh, yeah. And there's that fear factor is really programmed in our DNA because because our ancestors, if if you try to go after the, an attractive woman in the tribe, and you weren't you weren't sufficient, you weren't able to to handle yourself, or you weren't a uh, uh, in the inside circle of the of the tribal leader of the male, you'd either get killed or get your ass kicked. So that. <laughs> Fear factor has been has been programmed in our DNA not to approach beautiful women, and, and to this day, even though you know it, it's not uh, it's not practical to think that way, it's still programmed in our DNA. Just like uh, we're attracted to beautiful women, women are attracted to men with uh, with the right physical characteristics and 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 the right body language and and. Uh, so a lot of the things that I teach in my courses and to my clients have to do with how to, uh, you know, body language, eye contact, um, touching, and learning um, how to read other people so you can use your personality. Um, there's five types of flirting styles. We can go into that later. But you can use your types of, of style in the best way to uh, connect with that special person that you're trying to connect with. That's, you know, that's a good segue to my next question, because as you were saying, um, I, I'll, I'll just use myself. I was very apprehensive in approaching people for fear of rejection or whatever. As a matter of fact, my spouse and I, we met from a, a mutual friend. Um, so one of the most difficult challenges that nearly every single person faces is the actual approaching and starting the conversation with someone that they're interested in. What tips can you give us? Um, there's In one of my books, uh, How to Approach, How to Attract Women with Humor, uh, social scientists have discovered that there's really three main types of pickup lines that men tend to use. One is the... Um, one is the... Uh, I forgot the name for it. It's... Um, it's it's the the cute arrogant type of like um, well I don't usually let hot girls pick up on me but for you I'll make an exception 
or if you see a couple of hot girls there, you you walk over to them and say, so when did the hot girls get here? You know, uh. that's the, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of ways that you can use that. But typically that doesn't work for, that works great for women who are looking for a one night stand. But if you want to, if you're looking for something more than that, you have to use the direct or innocuous approach. The direct approach is where, hey, uh, my name is, is Leonardo. What's yours? I saw you standing there, and I couldn't resist coming over to talk to you. That's a direct approach, and that seems to resonate very well with um, <laughs> with women who are looking for long term. In other words, they don't want to get past all the BS. They want to, they don't want the BS. And the other one is the uh, innocuous one, like uh, you know, you're at a Starbucks coffee, and yeah, so what's good here? To uh, what kind of coffee do you think? Do you recommend or? Uh, uh, but there's several ways that you can approach somebody. I was just listening to. Uh, I still do research on this. I was just listening to one of the uh, pickup artists where he carries around a ball of lint and a ball of lint. A ball. It's <laughs> pretty funny, but it's. It, <laughs> I haven't done this, but uh, but I know I can do it. I mean, I know it'll work. He carries around a ball of lint, and he sees a woman in a in a bar. You know, this is this is good for a bar or a party if you want to meet a woman, and and he will take a little piece of the lint and he'll put it inside of his hand and he'll pretend like he's plucking it out of her hair. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> and then he'll walk away, and then. He'll come back a few minutes later and look at her again and pluck another, take another. <laughs> <piece>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then you know, for the third time, you can have a big bottle in it and pretend to play. But anyway, it's a, it's a cute way of a exactly of a, <laughs> exactly. I can see that creating a, a connection. That's right. Funny. Or, or uh, another one I've read. I was you could get a, a girl's phone number is. Um, um, you know, you, you 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 know you start a little interaction with her. Say, you know, my can I borrow your phone number, phone for a second? I just make a, a quick local call. And so what you do is you take her phone and then you call your own phone. <laughs> and when when your phone rings, guess whose number is on there? Ah. Oh. Now, some people are going to get upset with that one. I can see somebody going to Yeah, I mean, after you've got a little rapport with <laughs> But, I mean, uh, there's plenty of ways. And one of the one of the things that you do, if you're ever going to approach, women are really responsible for starting all interactions. It's the woman's looking at a man that is usually the invitation. And the way she looks at them, and this is where learning to read women is um, or read for the women too. Learning to read body language is really critical, and because um, if you if you look closely enough, there there are micro expressions that sometimes that we can't even uh, consciously see or notice, but we can get a gut feeling. And if you really get in tune with learning to read other people, you'll be able to um, become a lot better at. Um, picking up the signals and learning when somebody's trying to connect with you or when they're just trying to, uh, you know, play with you. But, um, oh, what was I saying? When you, when you, they've done scientific studies that when a woman looks at you once, uh, 
and looks away, uh, you can usually tell if she was open to being approached. If she looks at you twice, you are that is a really good sign. If she looks at you twice and looks down, that's even a better sign. And the ultimate ones, if she looks twice and smiles, then you know you cannot... Uh, you can't blow it. It's pretty be pretty hard to blow that one. But there's there's also what's known as, and this is for really really important for men. It's called the three second rule. That once once you're you know if you're out on the hunt, you got to turn your you got to turn that switch on. You got to become really alert and aware, and you got to be prepared with a few opening lines, whether it's the the lint you know the thing or it's a direct approach or or a you know, uh, if it's a silly pickup line, whatever it is, but it's all on how it's delivered. And and if you ever, if if you if you have that, if you get a, an inkling that that they're interested in you, you need to go. You have to count to three seconds and and go over there, because if you don't do it after three seconds, you, the longer you wait, the worse it is. And so. Really? Yeah, just think about it, because then you become more nervous, you become more apprehensive, yeah. you lose your confidence. So you just got to get in the practice of walking over to them. And, and, and what, what, I, what you need to do is, is practice, on, practice starting conversations wherever you go, even with, with, with it's just, you know, uh, kids at the supermarket or whatever. Start learning how to open up conversations and find something interesting in the room that's unusual. So... Uh, and you, you know you have a couple of things prepared to say. So if there's a lull in the conversation, you, you have you stack up your you stack up a few opening lines to you know. So and just knowing, just having, just being prepared like that gives you a lot more confidence and the ability to to carry on a, a conversation. One of the lines, the best pickup line that I ever used was when I was. Um, and and I, all my students can, uh, anybody can do this. Uh, but the best one I ever when I when I was learning how to uh, to master all of these um, opening gamuts or 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 skills on how to uh, approach and connect with a woman, the best one by far was I would say um, I, I would look at a woman and. And if she was alone or I was even attracted to her, I wouldn't even wait for her to look at me because I was so confident by then and I had the great rapport. I would approach her and say, you look like the perfect woman to answer a few questions. Do you have a few moments? I'll be really brief. And, and uh, yeah, and, of course, you know, you look like the perfect woman. Of course, uh, all women like to be the perfect woman. I have a few questions on love and romance. Do you have a few minutes to uh, answer a few questions? I'll be really brief. And I never got turned down. I've tried it over a 100 times. But the beauty of that approach is it allows you to ask questions that will get them in a um, – in an emotional mood or setting, like for example, can you tell me the first time you fell in love? That immediately will get her drawing on an emotional level. And when you look into her eyes, and you you can actually make that connection and feel that that emotion that she brings to that tale story, 
and you can make that connection with her, and then you can actually elevate the uh, the connection by continuing to ask. Now, tell me about the first time you you were kissed. What was that like? Um, you know, just leading questions like that, and of course you get a chance to, you know, to playfully tease with them. And then you, of course, tell a few stories. So it gives you the opportunity to have a really emotional, fun, playful connection um, without having to memorize a lot of lines or anything. And it's, it's a, it's a genuine, it's, it's a genuine connection because if you're, you know, if you, if you want to know how to, connect with another male or female um the best way to do it is to get in you know to to discuss uh emotional experiences of love and attraction and you can kind of direct the whole conversation you can direct the emotional connection uh and so there's a great that's a great way to uh really connect with somebody in a very short period of time you also say in your work that first impressions are important, body language, first impression. How does first impressions play a part in meeting that potential person from your studies and work? There's um, one, when we there's actually ten ten uh, ten steps uh, to the dating ritual, and it, mm-hmm. it's first Ida. Eye to body, eye to eye, hand to hand. You know, like when you shake hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait a minute. So the eye to body is like they're checking you out up and down. Is that what that is? Right, right. That's the okay. first phase, and and okay. these steps can happen. You know, in in seconds or minutes or hours or days, but the, it's the eye to body, eye to eye, hand to hand. Arm, hand to shoulder, hand to waist, body to body, uh, and then it, then it then it then it uh, moves on from there. But typically, if you're going to escalate romance, you need to follow these step by step, or you, you don't need to, you don't have to, but you're better served if you follow this step by step evolutionary process that's been you know handed down right. for. Uh, Tried and proven, basically. Right, and, and so, but one of the most, one of the easiest things that you can do to attract your appearance, uh, and one of the most important things, one of the easiest things you can do, is your body language. Guys, guys don't realize how a woman will size you up just basically on how you walk, how you move, how you sit down, how you stand up. And and guys, I, I tell them you have to walk like you have a big set of, of, of <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> okay. And and you have to take up a lot of space. If you can just picture in your mind somebody walking into a room, kind of just taking, you know, slow steps, kind of hunched over, kind of looking around timidly. Yeah. Woman's not going to be attracted to that. Yeah. You have to. And, and practice in the mirror wherever you go to the store. Well, look at yourself in in the window, store windows. Practice walking like a like a real masculine man would, and and, and practice in the mirror. Uh, and and 
practical how you stand how you sit down how you relax when even when you relax you take up a lot of space you never want to be in a situation where somebody is um you know um squeezing you otherwise you don't look you don't look very uh it takes away a lot of the, uh, the perceived power that you have um uh, eye contact you got to have you know solid eye contact otherwise you know you they won't think that you're very confident or you don't have a lot of value and right. and one of the techniques that I that I use it's really powerful is the triangle eye contact where you look at the left eye you go right eye you look at the mouth and then back up to the left eye and you you know you do it very slowly and seductively and uh and 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 using using uh touching but you have to you know you have to be you have to do that very slowly you have to make sure that uh, that it will be perceived well and it's just usually just a very light touch at first you know light touch on the hand or the shoulder or the arm or the leg and 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 then you can escalate from there uh, that's why it's important when you do meet the first when you first meet a woman that you're really attracted to and you you know you want to get to know better try to give a full body hug like a man would do don't give one of these shoulder to shoulder you know uh, let her know that you're a man and that she's a woman and that uh you find her physically attractive because without that spark you know nothing is going to happen and so um Guys have just been trained to uh, to be um, too uh, too meek and mild in that department, and then there you have these other jerks who overdo it and act like like total asses. So it, it's you have to you have to just learn how to to read other people and and study them and, and knowing uh, what limitations you have to to be the best that you can be. You know what I mean? Right, right. What can you tell us about flirting? There was a great study recently put out uh, by a um, Dr. Will uh, Jeff. I, I can't remember his name right now, but he's got a great flirting test online. And if you go to my website, you can find it. By my, by the way, my website is thecompanionator.com. But he did this. Matt, it's probably the biggest study ever done on on flirting, and they basically concluded that there are five different styles of flirting there's the physical there's the polite there's the playful the sincere and traditional and when you take that on test online it'll tell you what style you are more um, accustomed to or that your personality is more designed to to use and and it's oh and they've they've proven that they've, they've Tens of thousands of people from Match.com, eHarmony, mm-hmm. took this test. So they have a very good sample of, uh, of very qualified people to to uh, to sample from, and and generally it's the playful and you know the playful and the physical flirts that usually are the ones that tend to have more. Um, uh, they're more sexual and and they probably have more partners than the average. The traditional and the uh, sincere tend to be on the more conservative side, and they're the ones that typically have the fewer partners. But um, 
by learning your by knowing your type of style it will help you to understand how to relate better to the other styles and and if you really want to maximize your ability to become more desirable in the dating marketplace it's important to know how to adapt to the other different styles of flirting and and learn how to take on some of those styles yourself be, in order to widen your uh, potential audience or targeted market. Mm-hmm. And, and these are all skills that can be learned, just needs to be practiced and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and learn. If you, if you study these things, anybody can do it. Uh, right. It just t- takes a little time and effort to, to, to do it. And when you, realize the, Will, when you realize the importance, people don't realize the importance of, of a quality relationship. Tony Robbins, just, I just recently saw a video of him, and he says 95% of our total happiness in life comes from, uh, from the, the partner that we choose to have in our lives. Because that one partner is going to determine, you know, uh, who, your, who your family and friends are going to be, who, right. that person you're going to be spending more time with than anybody else. It'll be your measure of trust and security and, and uh, mm-hmm. your good times and bad. So that's why it's so important, in my opinion, to if you're going to be with somebody – you want to find your best match if possible, and the only the way the best most practical way to do that is to market yourself like a million dollar property, so you find your best match. Uh, when when I used to sell homes, I mean, if you just put up a for sale sign up there, how many offers do you think you're going to get? Probably and then, nothing. yeah, probably nothing. So yeah. if you want a lot of offers, you got to fix up that property, and you got to get it okay. on multiple day. You get it on multiple multiple sites. Then you got to learn how to uh, you know do all the necessary repairs, fix it up. You want to learn how to you you want to market it to as many potential people as you possibly can, because the more options you have, the more selective you can become, and the faster that you're going to be able to. Uh, to to reach your goal, so you know right. typically people people uh, uh, in the past usually meet their m- match from either at school or at work or through friends and family. But you know, think about all of the other potential people that you're missing out on. That you uh, you know you're missing out on on seventy five percent of the rest of the population out there by limiting yourself just to a, a random encounter or uh, or uh, you know waiting to meet through friends and family and the older you get you know that clock is ticking and uh, so you need to really accelerate the process the older you get if you want to find have a quality relationship in your life right and that's a good point too um, so another option that you were speaking on is Internet dating. I know earlier, before I got married, I, I, I tried internet dating, and I was fine with it, actually. Actually, I found a statistic that in the United States, 58% women and 48% of men use online dating. So why do you think internet dating is the way to go? Yeah, that, 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 there was another poll, too, that I that I cite in, in my, my, most of my speaking engagements. It was done by uh, the University of Pittsburgh, and it had like 100,000 people or something like that. And they, they, the trend was that over 50%, you were just saying that, over 
of people now meet online, and over 33% of marriages in the last five years started online, and the trend is going through the roof. So in the future, uh, it will be impractical not to, uh, you know, not not to go online to uh, to find your best match because you just don't want to limit yourself to the local geographical uh, talent pool. Um, so so back, back to what I was talking about, internet dating, it's like a multiple listing service in real estate. You know, like I said, if, you, if you're looking to sell your house or looking to buy a house, do you just cruise the neighborhood uh, looking for, for sale signs or do you go on the internet and uh, you have a lot more to choose from? A lot more. Right. <laughs> a lot more to choose from. So whether you're the analogy can be made whether you're buying or selling a house because basically what you're selling is yourself and what you're buying or is is a, another potential partner. So you have to ask yourself, would you rather choose or be chosen? You know, if you if you're chosen then you're kind of limiting yourself, but if you go out and choose uh you have a lot more opportunities to uh, to to select from. So if you're going to be do it, if you're going to do it in a practical, the most practical way is to fix up yourself the best way you possibly can. You know, whether it's losing weight, whether it's uh, putting more money in the bank, whether it's uh, uh, finding something passionate to to live your life about, um, um, getting out more often. So there's some we all can you know use some fixes on on fixing ourselves to become a more desirable partner because like I was saying earlier the more that you bring to the table the more assets the more value that you bring to the table the higher a quality of partner that you're going to be able to connect with so that's why it's important to become the best that you can be and then market yourself there's a five stage process that I have it's called prepare package and present so you prepare yourself and then you package yourself in the best way possible you have to that the internet dating is one of my specialties and that's where um, you know I create the bios the headlines the and and there is a certain method to it because even with all my dating skills and, and experience when I first tried internet dating I really sucked at it and it took me about six months to really learn how to how how it all works, and there's a lot of uh, algorithms that the dating sites themselves use to try to match you up with someone. But uh, I, I even created a, uh, a software program in my program where it's called the uh, Create a Mate Matrix, where you list mm. 40 traits or characteristics that you look for in a partner. So what you try to do is create your perfect ideal partner profile because you kind of have to know what you're looking for uh, before if you're going to go find it so you kind of create what your your ideal love match is going to be like and then when you go out on the internet it's like shopping for a, a house and and then once you once you uh, find exactly what you're looking for you're going to have to learn how to connect or negotiate with that person and uh, there's a lot of ways that that you can. Uh, that's why it all goes back to learning these da- these dating skills that are so critical to being able to connect with somebody. Because 
like we were talking about earlier about first impression, how important it is to make that good first impression because everything that you do afterwards is going to reflect based. It's going to be reflected based upon that first impression you make. So if you make a really good first impression, they're going to think you're a lot better at things that you may not be. Whereas if you make a bad first impression, they're probably going to think you're a lot worse in other areas. So um, it's critical to make that good first impression, and, and there's there's ways that you can do that. Hmm. Uh, and so I know you right then you were speaking about one of the programs. What, what books and programs have you created or, or written? Um, well, the, one, I, the first one was how to attract. Um, how to attract women and keep them interested, and then how to attract men and keep them interested. That was in the uh, early '80s, and and uh, <laughs> and then I that, then I took my hiatus for 30 years. Then when I got divorced again, that's when I got uh, when I got divorced in early 2000. That's when I um, jumped back on my uh, re 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 generated my career again because I I've always just been fascinated about how people are women, men, men and women are attracted to each other. And it's just always been right. a great fascination for me. But I, I wrote that two book and then I, I wrote, um, cyber system dating. And that has to, that's was the Genesis for the, um, internet dating program. And I wrote how to attract women with humor. And that has to do with, you know, the approach and having, having, a having a, a set of, of, of things that you can say to to make them laugh and get them interested in you, um, because you know laughter will short circuit a woman's uh, brain and it'll get them to drop their defenses and it'll allow you to you know acting silly is crazy if, if you if you open right. up with it, then 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 you can kind of be silly and crazy and get away with a lot of stuff that you wouldn't if you were just a normal guy off the street but then um my ultimate then i uh i just finished creating a course it's i think one of the first ever it's uh, an internet dating it's an online internet dating course and it's coming out i just finished it but i have to get it up on the website now it's called meet a mate online and it is a video audio workbook um course it's 10 lessons on how to um, how to master internet dating to meet your best love match available in the shortest time possible and so uh, in this in this program i teach you how to how to start your internet marketing campaign how to create your username how to create your headlines your captions and the best picture that you should take because n- 80% of your dating profile is your main picture and if you don't get that main picture right you know nobody's going to they're not even going to look at your rest of your profile so that's why I I teach you how to create the most the best pictures and you only need about four or five of them but those are uh, the most critical things that's like your headline for your dating profile and then I uh, teach you how to create a magnetic uh, bio uh, one that will ask get people to ask you questions about yourself, and then how to how to send messages to somebody that you're interested in, how to respond to people messages you're interested in. Uh, another lesson deals with how to avoid um, 
scammers and people who misrepresent themselves because there's plenty of that in online you know there's a lot of people who uh, will try to scam you and the best thing that you can do to avoid getting um caught up with the wrong person is before you even meet them to do either a phone call but preferably a video chat you know chat with them online do a video chat and that way you can see if the person is who they say they are and if there's any chemistry before you take the time and money to to meet them for uh lunch or dinner or coffee or whatever so um and and then and then I also teach you how to uh how to how to make a great first impression and how to have your first date um how to connect on your first date so th- these are some of the things that I teach in the uh, Meet a Mate online internet. You said it's a ten week a ten week course. Yes, it's a ten week course, but you can do it a lot sooner if you want. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a workbook. It's a uh, you can probably do it in half the time. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a step by step program, and uh, I don't think there's anything else out out there like that. Uh, there's a lot of books on it. And there may be some uh, workshops on it, but nothing with video, audio, downloadable uh, workbook and video. So I'm proud to proud of all, that. All of this, all of this can be found on your website. How can they get the book through your website? Yes, if you go to thecompanionator.com. Um, in fact, for your audience, you can actually go to thecompanionator.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of the first page, I put up a free consultation there. Um, so I give you a free uh, strategy session on how to find your best love match available. So if you go down there, I, I have some openings in my calendar. You just click on that, uh, click on that link there, and it'll take you to my calendar. And pick, there's some spots left open. You pick it up and and, um, and schedule it with me, and it'll alert me on my email, and I'll confirm it and and then we'll have either a video chat or a um, phone chat and I can um, help you to find your best love match well, that's wonderful thank you so much um, you've given the audience some very valuable information I'm sure they were able to <clears throat> excuse me were able to get some good tips from it and they can go to your site thecompanionator.com to get some more information about you correct Yes, about yeah. There's a there's a free report that I give. Uh, um, uh, seven reasons why you're still single. <laughs> That's a free report there. And if you like, uh, below that is the um, uh, free strategy session on how to find your best love match. Uh, if you'd like to speak to me directly, no obligation free session. Well, that's wonderful. Do you have any final thoughts for our audience? <sighs> yes. Um, nothing happens till you spark the attraction. So be alert, be prepared, and remember to stay sexy, my friends. Stay sexy. Thank you so much, Leonardo. Hope to have you back sometime. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks. You have a good evening. Bye. Well, um, next week coming up Sunday the 21st, we're having our tidbits for the holidays, all the information to make a perfect holiday. We have Jaleel Lindsay Lowe. She's right here in the Hampton, Newport News area. She's a fit chef and a personal trainer. She's going to come and talk to us about um, creating healthy meals 
um, and how to stay fit during the holidays. I know I haven't been to the gym in probably two weeks, and it's not even really the holidays yet. But um, she's going to talk to us about how to stay fit, how to prepare healthy meals. And then we also have Chef Deidre Blunt and her her twin sister, Deborah Bradson. They're the owners of Now You're Cooking, which is a culinary studio. Um, they're going to share some mouth-watering dinner options for the holidays, some good recipes. And then finally, we have um, national etiquette expert, Jacqueline Whitmore. She's the founder of the Protocol School of Palm Beach. Um, did you guys know the guidelines for regifting? Did you even know that at the end of the year when you're trying to tip, you know, like a hairstylist or your um, teacher or whatever, there are guidelines to that. Um, I didn't know that professionals are the ones who get um, monetarily tipped and your friends or family, you get them an actual gift. So she's going to be here to share a lot of that information um, that's coming up next week. Also, remember, December 28th, our final show, um, 2014, A Year in Review. So it's going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the hilarious of 2014. Um, again, we're going to have seven of my closest friends, including Kim. She'll be back. We're going to talk about what the year was for us. We're going to talk about some of the stories in the news, how our lives were affected by it. We're also going to talk about things to expect in 2015. So we have a great show um, scheduled for you. Once again, I want to thank my guest, Leonardo Bustos. He's the dating expert, also known as the Companionator. Uh, make sure you check him out at thecompanionator.com. Um, on behalf of Let's Face It, I am your host, Will Strayhorn. Let's face it, in life you're going to be faced with many choices. But the most important choice that you will ever make is that you choose to be bold, be beautiful. Always make the choice to be you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, Spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.